Welcome to Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying. Today, the role of David Chang will be played by none other than Rachel Kong. Ooh, I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it's, everything. It's, wow, is that actually Dave? I couldn't tell. Yeah. It's like being in the same room. It's like uh, also, also joining us is uh, America's favorite wedgie, John DeBerry. Hi, John. Hi. Oh, I forgot to read our new tagline. I, we, we have a new tagline. Mm. This is Recipe Club, the only show where you, the listener, submits a recipe so that three of America's most <laughs> ethnically diverse cooks can test it out and mess it up. So the way this works on Recipe Club, if this is your first episode, we have a theme ingredient. And we put out the call to you, our listeners, our fans, our, our loyal friends, to send in your recipes that then we then cook and then push into three crazy different directions. This week, John DeBerry chose the theme ingredient, which was watermelon. Uh, before we start talking about our, our featured ingredient, we were talking a little bit uh, just before we started recording here. Uh, Rachel at the astrology desk has something to report. Mm. I'm not I'm not at the astrology desk, but <laughs> we were having technical difficulties. That's why that's why Chris has one ear open so he can hear me. <laughs> I can't hear Rachel who's sitting next to me through the headphones. So I'm just listening. So to I was blaming which as you do, I was blaming Mercury in retrograde, which just began recently. Who among us mm-hmm. can explain what that means? Mm, John. John. Because of the way that the orbits work, that there's a there's a point in the orbits where it looks like Mercury is going backwards, and it's just that, like it's just basically because our Mercury and Earth are rotating at or are orbiting at different speeds and different different distances. Obviously, there's a point in our orbits where it looks like kind of Mercury like backs up and then goes back around. So that's that's it. And Mercury, and it's like always in retrograde. And every time anybody has anything going wrong with them, and they're like, "Oh, it's Mercury in retrograde," and it's like, maybe look at your own life. <laughs> <laughs> so whose life is to blame here? <laughs> I'm thinking this was uh, Okay, so it sounds like I mean, just take a look at your own life. <laughs> it's not the star's fault. Uh, what's what else has been happening, John? We we all we all noticed um, that this week, last week, you hosted a. 90s and 2000s trivia night somewhere? Yeah, well, actually, you're correct, but I am ho- I hosted one, a 90s trivia night uh with my very good friend Young Me Mayor back in June. Um that was a book promo thing for Saved by the Bellini, and then uh we were we were we were asked back by by the owners of the bar in Parkside Lounge uh in New York City to do another one and we thought that would be cute to do the next decade. So actually I don't know when this episode's coming out, but probably by the episode coming out, this will already have happened. But we're doing a a 2000s trivia night uh, next week. So hit us with some. Yeah, I want to hear. What do you got? Give us give us a couple of questions. Rachel and I are trivia junkies. Oh gosh, let me let me pull up the let me pull up the Google Doc. As you pull up your Google Doc with your questions, uh, young Gabby Marler, our producer, who I don't think was born. In has the 90s ever been born or the two that have yeah. you even been born yet gabby are you a <laughs> uh, 2000 baby she's a wow. she's a 2000 baby she she produced a question for us what 1990s fashion trend involved wearing one's clothes backwards what 
Anybody? There's a word I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it says here, cross colors oh, I with K's. Why did, why did I let somebody who was born in 2000 write the early <laughs> 90s trivia question? This is insane. This is my fault. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. John, do you have some trivia for us ready? Uh, what is Lady Gaga's real name? Oh. Ooh, I feel like I know this. It's like... Uh, Her name? It's like something like Artemisia. It's not <laughs> is that. Artemisia <laughs> I, I, P. Do you know what I'm talking about? I it's do. like she has... Yeah. She's like Italian. She's, and, oh, yeah. you're, it's just like... Gianluigi Venezia. Yes, yeah. That's actually it. <laughs> Again, not to be totally. Final answer. Gianluigi <laughs> Venezia. Oh, Stefan, Stefani or something? Yes. Stephanie Germanata. Close think, to Art, Artemisia Gium. It's pretty. Yeah, you, were, you were there. You were basically there. I think Gianluigi Venezia was pretty close. So, uh, Rachel. Yeah. How you been doing? How's how's we month one of LA yeah. life? You You brought... A literal hurricane with you. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to Southern California. And an earthquake. And an earthquake. Yeah. It's been good. My persimmons are enlargening. <laughs> There's this one squirrel. So, or is that just, is that a literal? So we, <laughs> we have two avocado trees. Not to brag, but we do. Ugh. Um, and, Ugh. but we have this like super aggressive squirrel that <clears throat> I think knows it knows exactly what it's doing. Every day it leaves us an avocado like on our stoop with like nibble marks in it. And it's like slightly larger each day. Like it, it's like just intercepting all the avocados before we can harvest like a real. I mean, they're not of size But it's yet. just eating a little bite and sending you a message. Yeah, sending me a message. It's just like pissing yeah. on your yeah. doorstep. But also we're watching Alone for the first time. So recently I broached the idea that we might snare a Oh, you're going to do a little <laughs> snare trapping. Okay. I think that might be illegal. <laughs> it might be illegal. Also, I don't want to handle the body. Yeah. That's, that's a problem for a lot of us. But there's avocados. I, you know, it's, it's a dilemma. Yeah. That's horrible. That's, that's what you're, you've engaged in a turf war yeah. with a squirrel. You never want to engage in one yeah. of those. You'll, you'll lose that every time. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Chris? How am I doing? Yeah. I feel okay. I've been pretty busy. I've ha- I haven't been appearing on the Dave Chang show quite as much because I've been they've locked me in a tower where I just mm. churn out creative materials like or some sort of the internet. some sort of human AI mm. basically. Uh, I haven't. Oh, so okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a little update. A cooking update since we're we're a recipe show and we haven't talked about anything related to food yet. Uh, Avocados and squirrels are both food. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, we to have some. been talking about squirrels. Uh, next season, squirrel will be a theme ingredient. <laughs> um, I did make a dream come true for myself yesterday. 
so we have this show. By the way, uh, I should mention right at the top of this that we have started putting up the videos from this season on our YouTube channel. Uh, the first one went up, uh, I guess, whenever this comes out, a couple weeks ago with John DeBerry. We, we did the cocktail weenies and barbecue sauce, and that's all on YouTube now. You can also, if you have an LG TV, watch all of these things on uh, channel 101 of your smart LG TV. Anyway, I've been shooting this show called Ying Cooks the Internet, hmm. where I just cook things that <laughs> my Gen Z producer Gabby sends me from TikTok. John has appeared on this show. Oh, wow. We made a Borg together. Yeah. Uh, we did too. A Blackout Rage What's Gallon. What's that? It's a Blackout Rage Gallon. It's, I guess, what the kids are drinking. A gallon? You, you yeah. Feel, John, do you want to describe it? Yeah. So basically you take like a like one of those like gallon jugs of like Poland Spring or yeah. Crystal Geyser or whatever, and you empty out some of it. You like drink half of it, and then you pour like drink mix, like like uh those like water enhancer powders and like mm-hmm. liquid things and then you add like i think did we do vodka or did we do rum i think we did both we did vodka no yeah. we had vodka okay yeah i remember that basically you have this like portable jug of like a gallon of uh i guess it's, it's technically a cocktail um and it's pa- apparently all the rage on on college campuses but when i actually did the math like it it really isn't that strong so like it's almost kind of genius because if you're like let's say like tailgating or you're like doing some college activity and you're day drinking you could kind of sip on it all day and you probably would be like okay instead of like doing shots or like drinking like a full-blown cocktail the idea is like you are simultaneously drinking half a bottle of of vodka while you're hydrating oh so it is like for for health, it's, for, it's, yeah. a, it's a health, it's a health craze. It's the new yes. health craze. But anyway, that was yesterday. I'm gonna we're gonna move on. We're we're, we're deep into this podcast. <laughs> I have not talked about watermelon at all. The dream that I made come true for myself. Mm-hmm. I have for many years wanted to make this thing, but there was no reason to until internet meme culture, TikTok became a thing. I've always thought to myself, what would be the best possible topping for a pizza? And you would think, okay, well, what are people's favorite foods? Like those, that would make the best topping. So I think this is the general logic. People love mm-hmm. pepperoni and sausage watermelon. and onions and watermelon, <laughs> whatever, whatever. This is how you get things like uh, tandoori chicken pizza, which mm-hmm. you know has been around for a while. I love that. But when I, when you really think about it, the thing that people in this world love to eat the most, it is fried pizza. chicken. Oh. <laughs> Pizza. Pizza is the favorite food of of humans. I wanted to make a pizza topped pizza. And this is a thing that some people have done in some iteration, but they they always look ugly because it just looks Mm -hmm. like pizza on pizza and it's not that impressive or a double Mm -hmm. layer pizza. I took a pizza crust. Pizza's all the way down. (laughs) Did did. pizza's all the way down. Sauce, cheese, Mm -hmm. and then to, to replicate the appearance of little circular pepperonis all over my pizza, oh. little bagel bite pizzas oh. as my topping for pizza. So that was um, that was a huge success uh, wow. in my cooking life recently. So that's how that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been doing. I like that, but I feel like and you thought it was good. It just tastes like pizza. 
The thing is, like, you know, like when you have a Big Mac, I don't like that middle piece of bread. Mm. So I feel like that that's a similar. Well, you, what we're getting here is the contrast of bagel <laughs> with pizza crust. No, it's all just pizza. It's all just pizza. But I'm, I'm, I'm not done playing with this thing. So anyway, we have not gathered the recipe club today to discuss Mercury's retrograde or crisscross cross colors or Gianluigi Venezio's musical career. We're here to talk about watermelon. And if you do a search for watermelon recipes on Google or Bing or whoever wants to sponsor us, you get 191 million results, which I think is actually quite a few results for something that I think Mm -hmm. most people don't really cook with or like prepare in any other way than just Mm -hmm. gobbling it up on a, on a, a stoop. Um, China is the number one producer of watermelon in the world. And I have a note here that says there are 300 different varieties of watermelon in the United States. John, you chose watermelon. Yes. Are you familiar with these 300 different varieties? No, actually, I'm not. I mean, I know there's a bit, there's a whole different kind. There's like the yellow and it's like, it was, I've seen the original, like, you know, kind of ancestral heirloom version of it that had all the swirlies in it and all the seeds. But I feel like these days like in new york city you just like get there's just like one watermelon and that's just like it um although picking i've still i don't know how to pick watermelon i'm still bad at it i still think i'm i have some sort of like oh it's if it's like oblong or i know the contrast if you have like a a light spot then it's like and dark skin and that's like good but like i just feel like it's just a gamble and that's kind of part of why i like it it's like that sort of like inconsistent reward is like it's always like a little bit of like uncertainty and it's like so when it's good it's really good and then you just keep chasing the high if you don't get if you don't get the good one. I love watermelon so much. I've memorized like the PLU number for it. One number in every <gasps> grocery store for, oh for watermelon. It's four four zero. What is it? Forty thirty two. Oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, came in handy. Oh, that's my that's my pant size, everybody. <laughs> I was I was I was like I was at a wedding in upstate, and like my friends and I all went to the grocery store to get like food for our house, and like the watermelon that we got like didn't have a sticker on it, and people with everyone was like. Oh man, we gotta find this. And I'm like, no, actually, oh, your moment. I, like, it was like the, the, the culmination wow. of my life. It was, it was a triumph. Wow, I'll never forget that moment. I That's I love this. So cool. <laughs> yeah, you were just you were on a plane. Somebody collapsed. This, yeah. the flight attendants walked down. And we're like, does anybody know the PLU number for a watermelon? <laughs> that's my that's my dream. That's my pizza pizza bagel pizza. Wow, uh, uh, Rachel. It sounded like you were a little surprised that yeah. John characterized himself as not good at picking a watermelon. How do yeah. you fancy yourself as a watermelon picker? Well, I'm also not good, but it's not my favorite food. <laughs> True. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying if you were John DeBerry and you were out there declaring that watermelon was your favorite food, you sure as hell would be good at picking one. Well, it's not that I'm bad at picking them. It's just that like I think that all the conventional rules for what makes a good watermelon are actually wrong, and they don't actually hold up. So it's like very superstitious. So it's really just about the the, the the thrill of the of the gamble. Yeah, that makes me feel better that I don't know how to pick a watermelon oh. because if even the man who loves watermelon the most out of every man on earth, <laughs> you know, then then I'm I'm fine. I'm off the hook. Uh, I think that I am an exceptionally good watermelon. <gasps> Oh, oh my God. I keep on saying watermelon picker. I don't. I'm not picking watermelon. I'm choosing a watermelon. I'm good at choosing yeah. a nice ripe. Crispity, crunchity, not mealy. Because okay, I think the, yeah. the floor for watermelon is kind of low. Yes. I think when you get like a oh, yeah. bland, yes. mealy one, oh, yes. like there, it's actually yeah. horrible. Yeah, and it's like white inside. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I subscribe to a few of the of the mm-hmm. beliefs. 
I gave up on the whole like tap, 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 hollow yeah. sound thing. I mean, that seems totally useless. It's to like me. finding a stud. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just knocking on the wall, <laughs> yeah. hoping to find the stud. It's not, it's not, doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I do think there is something to whether it's like a contrast in color or like a very blonde spot on yeah. the watermelon. I think indicates that it just sat out on the ground for a long time ripening. Yeah. Somebody once said like if it's got like those kind of like little scratches on it and like scars, it looks it means that like, you know, bugs tried to eat it because it had a high sugar content. Whatever. I don't know. But I do think that if it feels heavy, if you like two watermelons in the store of like equal diameter. Yeah. But one feels particularly heavy, I do think it it works. And uh I feel that's I feel like one. I'm pretty good mm. at it. That's my rule for everything, like the heaviness. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, my wife's rule in choosing a husband. Um <laughs> 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 uh, so John and Rachel. Seedless watermelon. Is it an unnatural desecration or mankind's greatest achievement? Well, it's like what's natural? Oh, you know, are you a fan? I am a fan. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gabby's texting me that seedless is natural. I I don't know if that's an opinion or some sort of half fact, but I don't think that's true. I think it's just like everything is like breeding. Yeah. Yeah. It's just breeding. But you. Yeah. Where you stand on this. I do think seedless is like an amazing thing that exists. And I'm happy to eat a seedless watermelon because it is kind of a bitch to like strain out all the seeds yeah. with your just, teeth or whatever. I guess it took our rating. <laughs> um, but I, but I think yeah, I think that a seeded watermelon. This is not scientific. I just believe it tastes better. I think that that's your brain tricking you because it's like oh my god, you worked so, for it. So little deliciousness between all these horrible seeds. I have to enjoy it more. Hmm. I mean, I think it's just like. Do you think that? Yeah. I, okay, I I might subscribe to this a little. Yeah. Bit. I think that seedless maybe is more likely to like have less flavor, like less yeah. punchy flavor yes. than the seeded watermelon. Yeah, that's what I think. I would never buy a seeded watermelon because uh, unless I've had a very specific plan to be eating the whole watermelon outside somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I'm like spitting on Because I don't want to, I Part can't, what am I going to have, like a little spittoon next to me while I'm eating this watermelon on but the you, couch? But you, you can eat swallow a fish them. with bones in it? Oh yeah, on I the couch I guess I could maybe. just swallow them. What, I do eat a fish with bones. When they get that boneless fish though, that's that's what I know. <laughs> that's really a good All right, do you, do you guys, if you're, if you're buying a watermelon at home, what is your slicing or, or procedure? How do you, how do you typically consume it? Are you cube the thing uh, and just eat it in squares? Are you doing slices and eating the little mm-hmm. triangular crescents? What are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm a crescent person. Yeah, I cut it in half. With the, and so I with cut the it rind, in. you're hand-holding yeah. the rind. Like a pizza. Yeah. Like a pizza. And then I, because I, I don't know, I eat as much of the the, the rind. rind as I can. Yeah, me too. I leave only the, the barest sliver of, yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then you put it on the doorstep of your squirrel. Yeah. Just to be like, as a this warning. Like, this could happen to you. <laughs> You're next. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> eat you a, to the barest rind. I think it's the most fun to eat it in pizza form. I yeah. think eating a watermelon yeah. in pizza form is, is yeah. feels the most natural. But I have been known to. If if the watermelon is of manageable size, meaning yeah. I think like 10 inches or less in diameter, I will just slice that 
bad boy in half and then sit there with a spoon. Wow. And just go. Ooh, and then like you, you, you loosen all of the juice. It's good and for then, the juice. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't love the juice. You don't love the juice. Oh. I don't love the juice. Watermelon's all juice. That's relevant. I like the crunch. I like the wet texture, like the, like the snap of it. Like if you go to restaurants in Asia, watermelon juice is on oh. the menu more than like anywhere, you know, in America, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I just remember drinking cold watermelon juice on hot Asian days. And that being seminal for me. Let's play a game, guys. A different game than Recipe Club. We were trying to find some pop culture references to watermelon, of which there are not that many. um, At least not that many that aren't just insanely racist and terrible. There's Gallagher, the watermelon-smashing racist comedian. There's, I think, Letterman dropping watermelons off of the roof. There are a few movie references to watermelon that I didn't know. But the only one we could really come up with as as relevant to uh, modern-day society is Harry Styles' hit song, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> oh. This is, wow, the Beyonce erasure, because there's a watermelon reference in Drunken Love. Excuse me. Yes, there is a watermelon mm. reference in, in Drunken Love. But uh, I don't have that prepped in front of me. <laughs> What I do have here are some what I do have are some lyrics to Harry Styles hit oh, no. song Watermelon Sugar and what I would like to play with you two is a little game of complete the no lyric. No way. I can't do this. Do at not all. look. No. You have to if you if you don't know the lyric, I need you to do your very best okay. to fill in the blank okay, with something okay. that is poetic and meaningful. Okay. Um who's going to go first? John, how well do you know the song? Do you think you're going to I've heard well? it a few times. Yeah. Rachel sounds like you're not thinking you're going to do very well. No. Okay, are we ready? To avoid Harry Styles. Here's the first lyric. I have three of these. I want more berries. This is for. Let's go with John DeBerry. Okay. John I want Berry. more berries and that summer feeling. It's so blank. Appealing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, right. It's a. Uh, it's not right. Okay. I want more <laughs> berries and that summer feeling. It's so. Wonderful and warm. What? Okay. Rachel. I prefer John. Strawberries. Yeah. On a summer evening. Baby, you're blank. Um, uh, <laughs> Strawberries. Yeah. On a summer evening. Baby, you're. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you're juicy. Strawberries on a summer evening, baby. You're the end of June. <laughs> it's that was close. That was I know. You're pretty close. June and juicy. I, I think that yeah, both yeah. of us are better. <laughs> I know. I want you guys Harry, to, call us. I want you we can write better songs. <laughs> I get it. I want you guys. I want you guys to collaborate on this last one. I want your belly and that summer feeling getting blank, 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 blank. One, two, blank. three, four. Yeah. I want your belly mm-hmm. and that summer feeling getting blank, 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 blank. Inside my tummy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, the way that would go would be, I want your belly and that summer feeling getting inside of my tummy. Yes. That's Is this a song to Watermelon? 
I, I, about a person. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to read the correct one because I think that's better than anything that Harry Styles could have come up with. The new lyrics for Watermelon Sugar are, I want your belly and that summer feeling getting inside of your tummy. Uh, okay, we got quite a few submissions this week uh, f- uh, from you, our listeners, for different recipes involving watermelon. We had Lazy Watermelon Margarita from Jazz Sykes, Planet Melon from Mitch Hawkins, Watermelon Pickles by David Specka, courtesy of his great aunt Gertrude Risher. Uh, <clears throat> Abhishek Gupta, who sent us a recipe from last week, sent in a recipe for Mohabat Ka Sharbat and a Watermelon BLT by Eric Zimmerman. JDB, which one did you choose and why did you choose it? I picked the Mohabat Ka Sharbat because um, it's a drink that I hadn't heard of. So that's a good, that's something that's kind of rare. Um, and, uh, the Rue, the Rue's offer syrup was what really kind of sold me on it. Cause I, I had no idea what that was either. So it just looked really cool and interesting. And, uh, like the milk and watermelon, like it was just, it was kind of a no brainer for me and nothing else really popped out at me. And I, I actually like, I think this is my favorite recipe on like every level so far of this entire show. Okay. Uh, well, foreshadowing there, that's, that's narrative tension. My name is Abhishek, and this is my recipe for Mohabbat Ka Sharbat. A lot of places where I've lived, um, including Delhi and Bangalore, uh, both have a significant uh, Muslim population, and uh, Ramadan is a very uh, a significant month in uh, the Muslim religion. And uh, during that month, uh, since uh, a lot of the times it also coincides with uh, peak summers or uh, very hot weather in India, post uh, breaking your Ramadan fast, you go um, and you eat uh, stuff, you bring stuff. Uh, this is a recipe that provides like a lot of relief from that. The more common uh, thing to use in this instead of a simple rose syrup is also Ruhafsa, which is for 90% of it, it's a rose syrup, but it also has a lot of other ingredients. It has its own history. Uh, so a lot of the ingredients there are sort of supposed to be herbal, uh, um, measures to counter the heat, uh, plus uh, watermelon, which is again like a very popular and very common fruit uh, that you can get uh, in the hot uh, summer months. But I believe the origin of this is from uh, a similar market in uh, Delhi uh, around the Jama Masjid, which is the major mosque in Delhi, and uh, that's where it originated, and now it's become a sort of common uh, thing across all the uh, evening markets during the Ramadan month. But I'm very, very excited to see what JDB uh, does with his version. Uh, Given his sort of interests and all as well, I am super excited to see what they've done. It's colloquially called Mohabat Kar Shabbat. I'm really sorry. We're all sorry. Which translates, this is the best, which translates to sherbet of love. Basically, it is a very floral, sweet drink that is involves mixing together chilled whole milk, granulated sugar, rue afsa, which is a rose syrup, fresh watermelon juice, cubed watermelon. You pour that all over ice. You garnish with some beautiful fresh rose petals. And that is the drink. It is, like I said, floral, sweet, uh, refreshing. You know, got a, a little bit of a little tiny bit of richness from that milk, but it's a it's a little sherbet of love. Uh, John's got his go. whole pitcher in front of him. Wow! 
So that is the original version, and I, I do highly encourage you all to make that. You can find it on our Discord channel or, I don't know, somewhere else where we put these things. Uh, but as is always the case on Recipe Club, we are never satisfied just to do things by the book. So we all take a spin on this thing, the Wheel of Death, which has a number of different <laughs> constraints and restrictions under which each of us would have to make this recipe. When we spun it a couple of weeks ago, John landed on Lux, meaning he had to take this recipe um, that Abhishek sent in and Lux it up, spend between $100 and $300 on the ingredients and try to, you know, elevate this or sophisticated or complicate i landed on the double taxation square of this pie meaning that john and dave assigned me two constraints i had to make one of the ingredients by hand from scratch and i also had to fuse this recipe with the cuisine and culture of just the cuisine not the culture of <laughs> mexico i did not use i did not involve the culture of mexico i did not invoke that and when dave took his spin which we have uh, passed over to Rachel here. He landed on under 20 minutes, so his assignment was just to make this uh, fresh watermelon drink in under 20 minutes. Um, let's talk about how this went for everybody. Rachel, since I think yours was probably or is the most directly in line with the original, yeah. why don't you talk about your process first? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much to say. It was under 20 minutes. We set the timer. Um <laughs> Conveniently, Gabby had laid out all the ingredients for me, so uh, should I have not said that? No, it's fine. Just, I mean, Gabby doesn't do that for me. Uh, I mean, so that helped. And I used just – there's bottled watermelon juice at the grocery store, I guess. So this was like simply watermelon, but it was not simply watermelon. It was watermelon and lemon juice and I think one other juice that I'm forgetting, like small amounts of that. It was extremely not simply. Watermelon. It was not simply watermelon. <laughs> it was, it was also juice. like yeah, cherry there's cherry juice, juice yes, lemon maybe juice. for color, yeah. yeah. And it was really thin. It was almost like a lemonade, which you don't really expect from like a simply watermelon. And it smelled weird. It smelled pretty. Weird. <laughs> it smelled cheesy. It smelled. Kind Today's of... episode is brought to you by Simply Watermelon Juice. If you're looking for that cheesy summer flavor, look no further than Simply it Watermelon's unique blend of yeah, it tastes Gouda, fine. Watermelon and lime, but it, it smelled a little bit like a like a sort of like an armpit, a little bit. Um, but I just followed the recipe almost. I mean, just pretty much exactly. It took me seven minutes. Um, use lactose-free milk just to spare myself gastrointestinal um, distress. Although I did then try Chris's version, which had lactose in it. I'm fine. I'm doing fine, guys. Um, but yeah, I thought it was delicious. Even with that bottled watermelon juice, it was – it weirdly – it just tasted like candy, honestly. It looked like Pepto-Bismol. It tasted like candy. Um, it sort of – in drink form, it took away the, like, strong flavor of uh, rose and mm -hmm. watermelon both. And it kind of just, like, they melded into this, like, vague candy flavor, which, um, yeah, I thought was really good. I actually hadn't made the original before I tasted yours. I mean, I will make it for the videos. But um, then we, we gave you some of, uh, like, fresh squeezed watermelon juice. And this is, like, super delightful. Yeah. This is a really... I mean, especially if you use fresh squeezed and not... Um, a bottled version. The bottled version. It was like, it's like when you make a margarita with bottled stuff. It's just not, it's fine. 
Um, but it's not not that good. I, I'm sure if John had written this recipe, there's like some streamlining to do in this in the process here. The units are crazy. It's 500 milliliters of chilled milk and then a quarter cup of sugar. But that's but also whatever. It's like margarita sangria. It's, it's like mar- the same. It's yeah. margarita sangria all over again. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, there's there's like water you add for like dilution mm-hmm. and like uh, there's a few different things here. I think this being super cold is really important. Yeah. Like this is a drink that has to be like super chilly. John, what would what would you think of rather than using ice cubes at all and just tossing in those mm. little watermelon chunks? Like, could you just like freeze little chunks of watermelon and use that for your your floaty Ooh. coldness, or do you think that would? Yeah, be- you could. It's just the no, thing. The thing with water is that it's really good at conducting the heat away from whatever is it's next to. So the so the, the solid watermelon might chill more slowly than the ice, but. Um, I also think that this is a drink that needs a dilution. So I think it's like cutting out the water. I don't think it'll make it better. I think it's just, you could just add more watermelon juice maybe or more milk if that's your thing. But, or you could make like watermelon ice with just like dyeing the the, the water with a little watermelon juice just to make it or Ooh. freeze or freeze the rose petals into the ice. Rose petals. Yeah. Yes. That, man, this guy. Okay. Freezing rose petals into the ice. God. Damn, that sounds really good. All right, I'm going to save John for last because I think, you know, John is going to have all sorts of things. Mine is like a pretty simple adjustment to the original recipe. This was the chillest double taxation of all time because there was like a very clear ingredient for me to make by hand. I wasn't going to make granulated sugar. Grow a watermelon. I wasn't going to grow a watermelon (laughs) and I wasn't going to. Like I wasn't milk gonna, a cow. I wasn't gonna milk my cow for you guys. I do that every morning anyway, just for my own milk. <laughs> hey, what is what do you think your milk limit is? Uh, like a like a flat white. <laughs> oh, flat white is your limit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I can do a flat white. Uh, I chose the rose syrup to be my handmade component, uh, which was convenient for me. This this I actually really liked this double taxation because it took this in a in a direction that wasn't forced. It wasn't anything kooky or insane. I'm not a huge fan of rose flavor anyway. Mm. I just I just don't like it. I think that especially like when it's super unnatural tasting, it's just very perfumey and I can't really deal with it. So I combined the fact that I was going to make the handmade syrup with my uh, constraint to make this, you know, Mexican flavor. So instead of making a rose syrup, I made a hibiscus syrup. A Mexican Jamaica syrup, basically. So in like a quart of water, I steeped two big fat handfuls of dried hibiscus flowers. I'd never made this before. I'd never worked with Jamaica. Um, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't being timid about it. I feel like I've been timid with these types of things before, and I just wanted to go for it. It took no time at all for this water to become just... Deep, yeah. deep, deep magenta pink uh, like and incredibly tart. Mm-hmm. Like that is the sort sort of signature of Jamaica is like it's very, very, very tart, which gave me pause for half a second until I remembered, oh, this has to become an insanely sweet syrup. <laughs> so I strained all those flowers out right away. Um, it was a very tart, beautiful colored thing. And then I added just, I don't know equal parts sugar to water, just a ton, a ton of sugar. It just every time I kept adding, it would dissolve and I would taste it and I, it could take a little bit more, it could take a little bit more. So lots and lots and lots of sugar. This was a really, really, really nice Jamaica syrup, I have to say. It was beautiful and fragrant and tart and and I liked it a lot more. I tasted the Ruafsa. I liked this syrup a lot more. 
the one thing I did just for shits and giggles was I noticed that the syrup is like very viscous. You know, it's almost like a maple syrup or something. So I did blend in a little bit of xanthan gum just because I thought like, oh, let's make the syrup look like the syrup. So it came out. It was a nice, like very uh, a nice replacement. So I was happy with that. I made the recipe exactly as directed. Uh, and here's where I ran into my first round of trouble. <laughs> uh the pictures of this dish are of like a kind of beautiful kind of like pastel pink. Mm-hmm. I would say the color is between like the rose syrup and the watermelon juice and the milk. I mixed in my hibiscus syrup and my watermelon juice and my milk. And it looked like I had pureed a Pokemon. It was just like the most weird purple. Like it was like a... It was like the part of Grimace's body that are covered with clothes and don't get Grimace viscera. <laughs> it was just oh, like Grimace no. viscera. It was like Grimace's untanned baby body. Oh. It was just like a weird light purple color that was like it was like Nardo purple. It was Grimace like the color of an Audi. I uh, I did not. I was like not super stoked on this color. Um, I did forego using that that simply watermelon juice because I, I had seen all of those different juice additives in there. And so I made a super quick, just like blended together watermelon and then strained it through a colander uh, cheesecloth. Um, I didn't use cheesecloth yesterday. I did it today. Uh, so that was like the first one. And I was like, oh, this tastes okay. It, it took, it needed a lot more of the hibiscus syrup than the rose syrup, I think, just because like rose a little goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So I made that version, and the other thing that started to happen <laughs> is that because that Jamaica syrup is so acidic, oh. adding it to milk <laughs> sort of like instantly curdled this thing <laughs> into just like chunk town. It was like funky chunky. It's so like you blended the Pokemon, like not with the- like a Vitamix, but with like a vintage with like a Nutribullet. Yeah. With like an Oster blender. I <laughs> Oster blended a a uh, what is the what's the correct Pokemon, Gabby? What's the purple what's the purple Pokemon that does whatever? She doesn't know. I made it again with uh, I think I made another adjustment. I think I used a little less milk and it was still like the curdle problem. Eventually I just gave up the ghost on the uh milk. Because it just it was not going to work with this thing. I thought, oh, maybe if I use like a nut milk or something, it'd be fine. Oh, but what about like condensed milk, condensed milk might have like, probably would have worked a little yeah. bit better. But this was like really sweet too. Yeah, yeah. So where I finally landed was basically just the watermelon, the watermelon juice, the and and the Jamaica syrup, and none of the milk. And it was, I think, incredibly refreshing and delicious. It was yeah. it was like somewhere between this. Uh, Mohabat Kasharbat and an agua fresca. It was really, really delicious. It was uh, a little tart. I think just finding the right balance between, you know, like not letting that Jamaica overpower the watermelon was a little tricky, but I thought it was really, really good. I made one for Rachel today. I think it turned out pretty well. Um, So that was it. That was my fusion handmade version of the cocktail. Um, I will say when I drank one last night, I was like, Use a little tequila would make this pretty I know. good I too. That would make it more Mexican. <laughs> yeah, it might, might make it a little tastier. Uh, so that's it. That's my that's my version. That's two of our three variations. Uh, JDB again. I think you had the tallest order here, elevating this thing. But at the same time, could this be any more in your wheelhouse? No, no. It was a, it was kind of like perfectly. It was a perfect <laughs> storm. <laughs> 
Um, so when I got this, we, I, we, when we got the, uh, the wheel of death landed on Lux, we were thinking about the watermelon cause there's those really expensive square Japanese watermelons. And so I spent a lot of time looking mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. to see if you could get them. And you actually like, you could barely get them in Japan. Like they're just like, they're basically ornamental and like they're not for consumption. And so I basically would have need to like have to go to Japan and get one and smuggle it back. Probably got gotten in trouble with like department of agriculture or something. If people don't know these square watermelons, basically they grow them in a box to yeah. like constrict the growth so that the watermelon yeah. has to form this perfect square shape. They're totally bizarre looking. Like a bonsai kitten. Do you guys, do you guys feel, I know that watermelon are not sentient beings. It feels cruel. Feel kind of bad. I feel, Doesn't it feel, feel cruel no, to but here's, no, but actually you don't want to know what would make you feel worse about this actually is that the reason why people buy them, this is according to some websites, so it's not, I don't know how, how, you know, how totally legit this is, but apparently it's like if, when it's super hot out, offices will buy them so that the people in the office will feel like, oh, there's like a, a watermelon in the office and it's like more refreshing. So it motivates people to work harder what? through the heat <laughs> of like the scalding, humid Japanese summer. Wait, it's, it's like a it's like a seasonal affective disorder like watermelon. It's like an emotional support watermelon. The shape is so that it sits on a desk yes. so it can sit on like a reception <laughs> oh desk God. without rolling off. Yes. That's like a yes. computer. That's like the most Japanese thing. I've Wait, ever but heard. actually, I remember like in America, they used to do shaped watermelons into the shapes of like faces. You can find watermelons that are like grown into like human faces. Gross. This was maybe like a mid-century thing. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. But they're pretty. That's heebie-jeebie style. Yeah, we should find some pictures because uh, they're good. Face fruit. So anyway, I couldn't find I couldn't find fancy watermelon, so I gave up on the watermelon. So the next stop was to find um, ways to make this rue offer syrup like way more complicated than it needed to be. So went to Colustians, got the syrup, tasted it, and I, when I first tasted it, it kind of tasted like a little bit like like blue cheese. Like there is this sort of like interesting like kind of stilton-y flavor, and I realized that that's actually if you look at their ingredients list, there's something something called a screw pine, and that'll come into play later. So I basically was like, okay, I'm going to make a really, really expensive version of this syrup. So I went back to Calusians. I looked at all the, there were a couple of links that we had that were like how to make your own rose syrup. And it basically just was like rose petals and sugar, but there were some also like some additional ingredients listed. So I was like, well, like let's just throw all these ingredients in there. So I got borage, Rose, coriander, hibiscus, orange flower petals, spinach powder, rosemary, oh grape skins, black cherry powder, sour, sour cherry powder, lily flower, grape sugar, saffron, the screw pine, otherwise known as cura water, and <laughs> vetiver, which is another kind of like apostolic wow. kind of churchy thing. Put all those together into a pot to like get them to like <laughs> steep and like just really to soak in and make this like syrup. I let that kind of like, I don't know, like fulminate in in the refrigerator for a while and then i added pineapple juice orange juice ton so much sugar i found grape sugar which costs like ten dollars for a pound so made that more expensive fresh blackberries <laughs> fresh fresh raspberries fresh strawberries and then some carrots and then i let let all that macerate in i let all the fruit like the whole fruit like macerate let that sort of reduce down immersion blendered it and then passed it through like an array of like four coffee filters, you know, the gold coffee filters and overnight because it just took so long. It was so thick. Um, So I ended up making a a Ruafsa syrup that cost $124 and two (laughs) cents. Oh my God. But also what did, what did that taste like? That sounds nuts. (laughs) It's so delicious. It's like really, really, really tasty. Um, 
and so the yield on that was about 1700 1800 uh grams so there's like about like points about seven cents per gram on the yield um and then i thought another way of making this drink really expensive is to buy really expensive water so there's this website <laughs> there's this website called um aquamaestro.com that i found out about because my um my dad's wife is romanian and she has this like amazing uh like romanian sparkling water that is like so hard to find it's so delicious it's like comes in this 1.5 liter bottles and so i had to find it and i found this like boutique water supplier called aqua maestro and i just like <laughs> sort by price <laughs> Found and found Canadian iceberg water that was like twenty five dollars a bottle. Oh my gosh! Like wait, so water that has been harvested from a Canadian iceberg? Yes, that's so sad. Did it melt naturally? Like I hope. Change water. <laughs> yeah, I know that's fucked up if they melted it. Rachel what? only eats beef that has died of natural causes and only drinks water that has been melted of natural climate change. <laughs> yeah. So very expensive water. So very, very expensive, expensive water. Syrup. Hey, wait, really quick. That process that you just talked about, though, of, of just sort of like finding all these kind of botanicals and yeah. aromatics and mixing them all together. Like this, like I imagine harkens back to like the early days of Proto, right? Like is the early days of Proto. But also this is what I did for Momofuku forever because I would have to basically before we had this like massive software system that did all the costing for us, I had all these spreadsheets of like how much is it per bottle and how much is it per, per ounce and how much is in the recipe and then just costing everything out. So I actually have next to me on my computer is like this huge spreadsheet of like the yields and the price per ounce and the, you know, how much is in the recipe and then the extended cost and I'll add it up. So it's like this huge thing. I can just play around with it. And if it's like, Oh, I'm going to add more saffron. It just like hmm. adds more to the recipe. Um, wow. So I made $4 ice cubes that were $4 each. <laughs> Cause I made these like, the, these, like the, I had this like big ice cube tray, like they're double size. So rather than 20 to 25 ice oh cubes, I God. used, I used, I used 12. Um, and then I ended up using about, um, actually, yeah, I used more than 12. Yeah. It, it was about, so the actual drink itself, I know that the cost on the, on the receipt had to be more than a hundred and less than three hundreds, but I was trying to get like this to be somewhere in the hundreds. I didn't get up to that point, but I got eight. $8.4 of the Ruasa syrup, $45.24 of the ice, $19.44 of water, um, $2.50 in roses, $1.50 of watermelon, and then $2.38 of like fancy gentrified milk that I found at the farmer's market for $79.45. And it's the most delicious thing I've ever drank in my entire life. <laughs> so what, is, what is the... What is the what are we right now? What, what, who are we in, in history and culture? This this group of people who are drinking forty five dollar ice. This is like some Hunger Games capital shit. I know this it is. Some is. Hunger yeah. Games crap capital shit, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's who we are. Yes. Just like the people in, in Area Twelve are just like <laughs> scraping together squirrel no, meat. That's... You know, fighting their squirrels for avocados, and meanwhile we're sipping on forty five dollar <laughs> ice cubes. Uh, John, how much does that drink? How much does one glass of that go for if you serve it at at the restaurants? Oh, let me do some math. <laughs> I love this so much. It was forty dollars. Damn, per glass, no alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's a forty dollar non-alcoholic 
Summer wow. chiller. Did you? Okay, so last thing though, did you find a really nice watermelon? Did you get a good watermelon? I got a good. I got a nice watermelon, and, but it was from Trader Joe's. It wasn't super expensive. Okay. And did you juice the watermelon, or what did you do for the juice? I juiced the watermelon. Yeah, and then I made little cubes, um, and then just like weighed okay. them, and then just like did the the yield. Wow. All right, that's a forty-five dollar glass of of uh, summer. Wow. Some some Spotify exec has decided to tune into this episode. Just like, what the hell are these guys doing with our money? I mean, if it's an executive, they're probably like, I'll have what he's having. I don't want to give money to writers. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Three diff very different variations on the uh, original recipe from Abhishek Mohabat Kar Sharbat. Uh, I highly encourage you to make any of these. I think that the takeaway for me is that, Rachel, you basically made this by the book. Mm-hmm. I think you could have made the the watermelon juice yeah, and, and been still been way minutes. under 20 yeah, minutes. Like sure. this is yeah. easy, 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 it's easy just, peasy. I, yeah, I didn't have an apron. <laughs> didn't have an apron. Gabby. And uh, <laughs> I think that like I'm I'm super happy this gave me an opportunity to play around with Jamaica. I'm, I really think this like little slight tartness to that fusion version was really nice. And obviously, I think uh, John's your sounds so insane. Without the ice cubes, though, like that drink is not is not forty five dollars, right? That like making no. that syrup probably you can do a lot with that. If I was using, if I was like using this ingredient as a cocktail ingredient in a restaurant, like the fact that it's point that it's like seven cents per gram isn't that bad. Um, because I I put but like it's so many things. Yeah, it's so that's many. why like I, I back would, you know like monks did it back then, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would probably streamline it a little bit, you know, just for the sake of whoever's prepping it. <laughs> what would you call it? What do you call it? Your essence, your new essence. I don't know. I mean, it, I feel like so for me when I tasted the Ruafsa, like from the bottle, like the screw pine, it was basically like screw pine and rose. And so I wanted to be able to like accurately, you know, kind of reflect that flavor and also just the fact that it's super, super sweet. So I don't know if I would call it. Ruafsa myself, I feel like it's fairly faithful to what all the sort of the, the sort of interpolation of all the ingredients of all the recipes that I saw online for it. So I don't know. I like saying screw pine. So maybe I'd call it some screw pine syrup. <laughs> and then people would order it because they want to be able to say screw pine. So they'd pay $40 for it.
Mm-hmm. Those are the three variations. Our producers in the booth today are Gabby, Corey, and Victoria. They are going to deliberate in coming up with a first, second, and third place medals for today's three different efforts. Uh, while they are deliberating, let me give you all a quick update on the scores. Right now, there's a three-way tie, JDB, since the last time you were on wow. here. Wow. Uh, two of your competitors have climbed up to nip at your heels. In a three-way tie for first place are you, Priya Krishna, and Brian Ford with 9.25 points. Uh, Holding sole possession of fourth place now is David Chang with 9.07. Oh, he dropped. He did. He did. And he's been a real good sport about it. And uh, We changed the rules. Rachel, yes. (laughs) Rachel uh, he's at 9.07. Rachel is in fifth place with 9.00. And I am in last place with 8.75. Uh, Gabby, what do you got for this week's first, second, third place? Well, I think everyone did a really good job this week. <laughs> Rachel, we're going to give you third place. Uh, you did really good. You did the whole recipe properly. Uh, That's what I get. <laughs> you did it. Uh, Chris is in second place this week uh, for going outside of his comfort zone. And JDB, JDB, you're in first. I think all things being, uh, I, I think all, all, all things considered, that feels probably correct. Yeah. Right. Except for that your drink curdled and mine didn't. <laughs> My first attempt at it curdled. <laughs> and then I continued to refine, refine, refine <laughs> to perfection, to beverage perfection. Uh, okay. So updated scores. <laughs> John DeBerry was only in a tie with these scumbags for one week. He has since leapt back out in front with a 9.4, which basically means you've won almost every episode you've appeared on. Uh, Now in a second place tie, Priya and Brian with 9.25, Dave with 9.07. Rachel and I remain in fifth and sixth place, but uh, I'm creeping up on you. I'm creeping. My my score went up by (laughs) 0.01. Nothing can get me out of this cellar. <laughs> I am just somebody needs to throw me a rope. This sucks down here. Uh, <clears throat> so next time we have John on the show, unless we pull John into another episode uh, to oh. stand in for Dave, please. Uh, your last featured recipe or featured ingredient of the season is going to be coffee. Coffee. So next time it's your turn to pick, next time it's time to play with JDB, he's going to be choosing one of these coffee recipes. Uh, you've got tiramisu two ways from Sarah Elzy, short ribs with chili and coffee by Jill Spinak, savory coffee from Juan Pacheco, coffee lover's dream coffee loaf cake from Mary Bennett, and night before no bake biscuit cake and no churn ice cream from Claire. What is savory coffee? Savory coffee. I have the same question. Well, it's in the instructions. It says like, it's like inspired by my family's favorite mole. And then it says at the end, um, serve it with chicken, side of rice. So it looks like it's a mole. It looks really good. I'm interested in that. Seems interesting. I'm leaning toward the more savory ones. I I have in, open in my tabs. I have the savory coffee mole and the tiramisu. So I'm kind of a little bit torn. 
I think I'm going to do the mole actually, because because the tiramisu it's like a it's like a it's like a high low thing again, and I, I feel like I've I've done that. So um, let's do like a mole recipe, and then we can just like cook it on put on put it on something. That'll be the next one. I think that uh oh, we're not going to have you for that though. That's going to be a Dave Chang thing. I'm just I'm so fond of this this little configuration. It's a nice dynamic. I like it. Okay. Well, came in a closet. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're fire. <laughs> Someone just lock him in a closet Someone by accident. Just lock him in a closet. Uh, so, <laughs> Rachel, why don't you give the wheel a spin for Dave okay. to find his restriction? Round and round we go. Handmade. Okay, Whoa. so, uh, John, you've got the recipe in front of you. You were the episode winner. What do you want him? That what do you want Dave to make? from scratch by hand in this recipe. Some of the stuff I honestly don't know what it what? is. Um, yeah. How about, can I have him roast the coffee beans? Yeah, let's have him make the coffee himself. Yes, yes, great, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna spin for you, John. Ooh. Ooh. That is double wow. taxation. Well, wait, I won, so I, won the, I, I won the episode, so I get to pick. You did win the episode, so you've got to choose two restrictions to play with here. What? While you're while you're thinking about that, I'm gonna spin my I'm gonna give my wheel spin so you can deliberate for a second. Okay. Oh, slow cooker. I'll do this in a slow okay. cooker. Sure. That's okay, right? All right, slow cooker. All right, what are your two restrictions? Let's do Lux and, hmm, where she fuse it with Rachel. Jamaican? It's like a mole. Yeah, Jamaican. Okay, I'll do that. I'll like do a Jamaican fusion yeah, let's Lux do it. coffee mole. Holy Lux crap. and Jamaican is kind of That sounds really good. That's okay, going to be amazing. So I think that that's going to be very cool to see. Dave Chang will be roasting his own coffee beans for this coffee mole. John DeBerry will be making a fusion uh, Jamaican luxe version of the coffee mole, and I'll be making a slow cooker version. I'm going to I'm going to do the slow cooker and I'm going to add a little something to it to make it a little bit more than just making this in a in a slow cooker. Uh, but that's it. That is that is something to look forward to. Thank you to Rachel for playing the role of Dave Chang today. Thank you to John DeBerry, as always, for <laughs> making the most expensive ice cubes uh, <laughs> human could ever imagine. Wow. Thank you, the listeners, for sending in your recipes. Continue to do so. We still have a few more episodes this season. I think we're still looking for ube recipes. I think we're still looking for one or two other things. And if you're like, I could do a better job than these bozos, well, then why don't you play do along it. on the Discord and show us, big guy. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Please give us five stars, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Bye.